Can We Have It All, a business and lifestyle podcast for women solopreneurs and small business owners, inspiring you to build the business you truly want to with tips and insights to help you flourish. Infused with positive psychology and digital marketing, Can We Have It All is the reality behind my business alongside real life conversations with inspirational women who are building their own vision of success. Hosted by me, Hollywood, aka The Flourish Mentor and Coach. Hello everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome back to Can We Have It All? And I hope everybody is settling in to the new year okay. How is January doing? How is it going? I have hit the ground running this year and I'm currently in the midst of launching my newest group programme, which is so exciting, The Formula to Flourish, which I ran last year as a six-week guided online course. Um, But this year, I've kind of reimagined it to encapsulate the mentoring and the coaching work that I do. And it's now a 12-week hybrid programme, a really kind of high-touch, bespoke programme for a handful of people. And I'm so excited. So that's what I'm up to at the moment. I'd love to know what you're up to. So if you're listening to this, do um, give give it the screen a screenshot give the screen a screenshot, you know, that would make sense, clue is in the title, Um, tag me in on your stories or your tweets or whatever and let me know what you're up to in January, like how your January is panning out because I love to kind of keep in touch and communicate with you guys. To kick off this launch, I ran two free masterclasses, well it was the same masterclass but twice and it was all about how to grow your business in a manageable way, do more of the things you love and earn more more money, which is kind of what we all want, right? We all want to love what we do, want to be doing more of that and we want to be earning more money. So that was the title of my masterclass and over 140 of you registered. I saw loads of you on the nights live and I know lots of you have watched the replay as well and it was really, really interesting to kind of go through that discussion with you and kind of talk about what is essentially, you know, my formula to flourish. And I won't go into it loads here um, because, you know, that was the masterclass itself. But what it has led me into is thinking about the topic scaling and kind of what that actually is and what that looks like, because it looks quite different than I think we are almost taught to believe it might look like. I think when we think about scaling, we're like, oh my gosh, you've got to be huge to scale or scaling to six figures, seven figures, or, you know, I need a huge team to scale my business. I need to be really successful already. You know, I'm nowhere near there yet. And I think if you've had those thoughts, then this episode is going to be right up your street because guess what? There isn't one way of scaling and it doesn't look the same for everyone. So today I thought I'd talk about five ways that you might be able to scale your business this year without loads of cash, without huge investment, without changing anything too, too much. So let's dive in. So the first and probably the most obvious way to scale is all about volume. And this is probably closest to that kind of, you know, picture that we are 
sold <laughs> in the media of scaling and particularly I think at the moment when it comes to kind of female entrepreneurs we get a lot of these kind of messages don't we following us around the internet but you know volume is one way to scale so do more of what you do or sell more of what you sell so the thing about scaling in that way is you do pretty much need to increase your audience you need to increase your reach and you need to increase your market presence. So this is, you know, a great way, particularly if you're quite far along in your business and you've got a proven kind of uh, methodology or you've got a proven structure that you know, you know, maybe it's a funnel that is absolutely nailed for you. It's working. You know that if people come into this funnel, they go through that journey, they come out a customer and then you can nurture them. If you have got that set up, you know it works, it's kind of like, you know, watertight, then volume is a really good next logical step. And that basically means putting more people into that top end of your funnel. And you can do that by, um, you know, paid for advertising. So you could boost some of your posts, you could look at Facebook ads, you know, putting a little bit of marketing spend behind that to kind of increase your reach um, a little bit quicker and to get more eyes on you. And I would say if ever you're going to do a kind of paid for campaign, like you can certainly run things like this yourself. But I would say now, particularly with like Facebook ad spend, you don't want to be messing about and wasting money on it. Like get help, reach out for help, get a PPC expert on the case um, because you really want to maximise the kind of bang for your buck. But if you're looking to kind of grow that volume and increase your reach without a load of spend behind it, then look at things like lead magnets. Revisit your lead magnet strategy. So look at things that could be more hitting the mark with your audience. So what is it that they really need or and or something that is shareable? So what might kind of almost kind of go viral in your world. So what might your audience be screaming out for that they know others are gonna be screaming out for too and therefore they share? And that's a really great way of kind of increasing your reach. And another way of increasing your reach and kind of getting more of that volume into your funnel is by working on your personal PR. So things like speaking engagements or guesting so guest posting on websites or blogs or being interviewed for a podcast or a newspaper or an online journal or going live on social media and maybe ideally on somebody else's account so that you are benefiting from their reach basically all of these things put you in front of new eyes and if you can be guesting on somebody else's platform or channel with an already established audience then you are only going to benefit from the reach that they have as well as your own reach so those are really kind of great ways to introduce more volume and more eyes on you so that you can essentially sell more and scale your business the second way that you can scale your business is by looking at your prices. Now, it sounds really simple, right? But so many of the women that I work with forget this bit. I think particularly if you are a service-based business, kind of service provider, you often forget to kind of look at your prices and your rates for that service. So, you know, it's a really important thing to almost kind of set a reminder as part of your 
biannual review or maybe even quarterly review. And essentially, if you are in demand, if you can demonstrate that you provide value, that you achieve the desired results, you've gained experience or you've increased your kind of knowledge base in some way, then you should be regularly adjusting your prices. Almost guaranteed, we all start out business undercharging and undervaluing what we offer. So it is really, really important to kind of be testing the waters, tweaking as you go and kind of working on that live evaluation to inform what your prices should be. So, you know, look at market, look at the market value, look at your industry sphere, see what other people are charging. Are you there? Have you got that much experience? Have you got that much knowledge? Have you got credentials, credibility behind you? You know, if you do, then increase your prices. And equally, if your, you know, product is scarce, there's a scarcity value there. If it isn't something that stays around forever, if it isn't something that's readily available, then that could be worth a premium price ticket. And if you are a product-based business, then increasing your prices probably works slightly different and it might not be as simple as just, you know, doubling the price of that product. But what you can do is look about increasing your profit margins. So where can you save money? Where can you revisit suppliers, for instance, and kind of look at um, maybe um, volume to bring down the cost per item, for instance? And also, you know, where do you sit in your market and kind of where do you sit in your niche? Have you been undercharging? Are you more established now? Are there more eyes on you? So can you, you know, um, be charging more effectively? So definitely consider the money side when it comes to scaling as well. What can you do with your prices? What can you do with your price points? Can you make any savings? Can you make any increases? Then the next way to kind of scale your business, and you can do this right away, pretty much, I would guarantee every single business listening to this now in every niche, every type could go away and do this next tip. And it's often the most overlooked or kind of forgotten about, or I think probably the least talked about, you know, side of it. Maybe it feels a bit less glamorous. And that is upselling to your existing audience or on selling to your existing audience. It doesn't always have to be up. It could be on selling, it could be down selling. The point is nurturing and utilising your existing customer and client base. So yes, we all know we should be going out looking for new eyes on us and looking for new customers all the time. But many businesses fail because that's all they focus on. You know, once they get the money in, they're on to the next. Rather than making sure that that customer or that client has the best possible experience ever. Now, I can use an example, actually, from a product-based business that um, was a personal experience of mine recently. I'll tell you who they are, and that's Daisy Jewelry. Now, I love them, and actually, I have worked with them as a blogger before, but this is completely separate because the customer was my mum. So my mum had ordered some jewellery from them, and I, if you know them, they do wonderful um, kind of gold-plated jewellery, and she'd ordered some earrings. And she'd been a fairly regular customer of theirs. And I mean, in a sense, she'd bought from them a couple of times in the past. She wasn't a completely new customer to them. 
and she lost one of the earrings. So she got in touch to explain that. It was her fault. She lost one of the earrings, but she loved them so much. Was there a way that she could buy a replacement? And what Daisy did was absolutely amazing because they sent a wonderful email back and in the post the next day was a replacement pair of earrings, which went far beyond the expectation of my mum. She was so, so pleased. She told me about it. No doubt she probably told all her friends about it too, which means she was a happy customer. She was an existing customer that Daisy cared enough about to keep happy. And I think that's a big step that we all miss. And it might be in the experience, it might be in the product, it should probably be a combination of all, but you need to be really focusing on better um, nurturing your existing client base. And then how can you kind of keep them? How can you keep them for longer? Where can they be spending more money with you? And that's because they're already interested. They already love you. There's a reason why they bought your thing, you know? And I think rather than putting all our energy into finding new people to like our thing, we can be focusing way more on the people that are already there. So have a think, have a think about two things. So one, is there a way that you could be giving your customers and your clients a better experience that makes them even more happy, which in turn means they're more likely to recommend you, more likely to shout about you or more likely to come back in the future? And secondly, can you address your funnel and really kind of figure out, and this is where things like segmented lists really come into play and kind of knowing, um, having a really good database so you know where your clients and your customers are spending, where they came in, you know, um, what they what their kind of behaviour has been like since entering your world. But is there a way that they could be um, spending more money with you? So it might be that if they bought a one-off kind of workshop with you, would they be interested in your course? Or if they have completed a group programme with you, maybe they're ready for that one-to-one commitment. And as well as kind of thinking about upselling and where they can move on and maybe spend more money with you, don't kind of underestimate the kind of downsell as well. You know, if they have come into your funnel at a certain price point and it might be quite a premium price point, it might be that there's nowhere else to go beyond that. But is there anything else that they might benefit from? So can you downsell a product or maybe a membership or a subscription or something that kind of would feel like a no-brainer if they've already loved something that you've provided at a higher price. And what I do want to caveat this by saying is, you know, it's not all sell, sell, sell. So please don't misunderstand. Everything that I kind of teach in terms of digital marketing strategy involves a high level of nurturing, of engagement, of providing value. So please don't just um, kind of go in with this continual selling kind of message. This this might come over weeks, months, maybe even years of nurturing your um, audience, you know, but if you are thinking about kind of your customer journey, do look at where they may be able to kind of circle back to and where they might also benefit from your products and services. So leading on from that then, is the fourth way that I feel that you can scale your business. And that is to introduce new services, new products, new offerings. So you're scaling your business by having more ways for people to spend money with you. Simple, right? So 
The only thing that I would say you have to be careful of here is if you are a service-based business, then you don't want to be overstretching yourself. But it might be that you've noticed that lots of people ask for the same sort of thing or lots of people say they need the same thing but maybe you don't provide it. So is there a way with your ear to the ground that you can kind of fill that gap? Could you at fairly minimal to no cost add in an additional service to meet the needs of your clients or to kind of re-engage them or even just to make you know, make what you offer a little bit more exciting. It might be sort of reskinning a package or reskinning a way that you work. And it's the same with product-based businesses. You know, have people bought something from you and said, oh, if only you had that as well, I would have bought that too. Or I'd love this to go with my X, Y, Z. You know, if you hear the same kinds of feedback and messages coming along, the same wants and desires from your ideal client, then maybe it's time to kind of add that into the mix as well. By having more things on offer, you are giving yourself a bigger reach because you are giving yourself more opportunities to pique the interest of your audience. And naturally, having more things on offer can often lead to scaling your business. And the final way of scaling your business that I want to talk about today is looks slightly different to what you might expect, but it can make a huge, huge difference. And this is to automate and delegate. So basically auditing and reviewing your systems and processes that are in place within your business to see if there's any room for streamlining to make more time for you to either work on your business development, to make more sales, to be more in your zone of genius and to do all the things that I've already talked about today. And you can't do those things if you have zero space in your calendar and if your processes are a little bit of a mess. So this could look like an automated on boarding um, sequence for new clients to save time. It could look like an automated funnel of emails to kind of sell, nurture and on-sell your customer base. It could look like digitalizing some of your more manual processes so that they happen more quickly and you are spending less time working in the business, so allowing yourself to have more time to work on the business. We've all heard that kind of cliche, but it's absolutely true. So if you can identify spaces in your business that could benefit from that automation, you will certainly be freeing up some time. And that second side of that is delegation. So it might be that it's not something that could be digitalized or it's not something that can kind of be streamlined any further using technology, but it might be that you it is time to kind of pass that on to somebody else, somebody else that can take that off your plate or somebody else with more expertise in that particular area or somebody else that could do it a little bit quicker. Now, of course, there is more than likely gonna be a bit of investment with that delegation, but if you want to scale, then this could be a fairly cost effective way of doing it. So there we have it, five ways that you can scale your business this year without a huge pot of money. So that's volume, do more of what you do or sell more of what you sell, by reviewing and increasing your prices or your profit margins, by nurturing and upselling or onselling or giving a better experience to your existing audience to increase further spend, 
by introducing new services, products or offerings and by auditing your processes and your tech to see if you can benefit from automation and delegation. Now, before you go, I do want to give you a couple of bonus tips. And this is really, really key when you're thinking about scaling your business. And that is to be really in tune with what you actually want from your business. Don't scale blind because you think you have to or because others are doing it in your niche or you've seen somebody else do something that you think might work. You want to be scaling because that's what you want and because that leads to your personal goals and to your vision of success. And don't forget everybody's vision of success is different. So please don't scale just because you think you should. You need to scale because you want to and because that energy is there and it's coming from the right place. So you should be constantly evaluating your business, um, constantly evaluating your market, keeping your ear to the ground, looking at your competitors, looking at your inspirers and constantly revisiting your personal values and kind of what makes you tick and what makes you feel like you are in your flow and flourishing because that really, really is what it should be all about. And it's the only way to build a business that will be sustainable to you is by being all of those things. And a really simple um, kind of positive psychology based exercise that I love to do with my clients is a little bit of um, visioning. And the way that looks like is by thinking about your perfect average day. So this isn't um, a day where you have won the lottery and anything is possible beyond your wildest dreams. That is not what this is. This is thinking about your perfect average day. So what would it look like if everything just went well on your average working day? Often this provides so many penny drop moments and I love doing it with myself as well. I try and do it kind of once a quarter actually because it can change so much and so quickly when you work for yourself. But you know, get a piece of paper and a pen and kind of map out what that day would look like and get really super detailed. So where are you when you wake up? Where are you? What do you see? Maybe what do you smell? Who are you with? What time is it? And then how do you progress into your morning? You know, what does that look like? Are you having a slow morning? Maybe a little bit of a lazy, indulgent morning. Maybe you're starting with some exercise or maybe you're getting up straight into work, um, straight into meetings because you know that you are at your most productive in the morning. And then pan out your day. Where do you go? Who are you meeting with? What sorts of things are you working on? Where do you go for lunch? What activities do you do? What balance is there? And start to really map out this day because what this does is it gives you a really positive benchmark for where you want your business to be. And I find that when I do this with clients, it's often not a million miles away from where they already are. And actually, it's in the most simplest of things that we find joy and success. And so it isn't necessarily like the kind of crazy lottery wins, anything is possible scenarios. It's actually that most of the time we want to feel happy and like we're in our flow and that will look slightly different to everybody. So I know for me that when I do this exercise, I see things like having space and time for exercise and having 
um, meetings outdoors with inspiring people and working on certain projects that I really know I want to be part of my future. And then it might be having a long lunch and kind of a cultural experience. So maybe visiting a gallery because guess what? I have the time to do that because there are things in my business that have set me up to be able to kind of step away as I need. So it's not about kind of the crazy um, blue sky thinking here. It's about what would you like your average day to look like in your business? And believe me, this simple exercise um, can really, really help you kind of identify where there are some gaps, where there are some things that you could be working towards and actually that you're probably a lot closer to that vision than you think you are and then you acknowledge. So, you know, go ahead, do that again. If you do do it, I'd love you to share it with me. Um, You know, send me a voice note or send me a picture, send me a DM, tag me in your stories, because I honestly think it's such an incredible um, exercise and it's a really, really um, fun and useful one too. And that's it for this week. So go forth, establish the way you want to scale your business and flourish while you're doing it. Have a fab week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you found something useful and inspiring, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review and a rating because it really helps other people hear this podcast too. And if you'd like to submit a question or a topic for discussion, then just send me an email. Find me and my business information, including how to join my growing online community of entrepreneurs and content creators over on holly-wood.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the details about how to contact me and find me and follow me are in the show notes. Thank you. Have a fab week.